scripture for this series is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. The parable of the Good Samaritan. Hear these words of scripture. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to, the, to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to, the, to a man who fell into the hands of robbers? The, law in the, ex, the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Mitchell. Hi, we are the Awfuls. My name is Matt. And I'm Kathy. We're here for his confirmation. Not really. Not really. Let's pray. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. Today we begin our new worship series called Get Off Your Donkey. As we begin a new year, like Jenny said, it is a normal time to reflect on all of the past and to think about how we would like to do things differently in the future. New Year's resolutions, new habits we want to make, new old habits we want to break. And I brought this idea into my thinking about this first series of the year. And I remembered this book that someone had recommended to me called Get Off Your Donkey by Reggie McNeil. And in it, Reggie really, he shares a call to action. It's this call that says we might not be able to change the world, but we can change our street. We might not be able to wipe out hunger completely, but packing food for school kids' backpacks so that they can eat over the weekend, that is a doable task. And Reggie says, if enough of us get off our donkey, determined to be a part of the solution, 
and address other people's problems, then we can arrest the downhill slide for many people. Maybe even our communities, our country, and I would say our world. One of my favorite quotes from this book is right from the beginning. And he says this. He says, I take square aim at an unbiblical churchianity, an unbiblical churchianity that has resulted in a church-centric religion that fails to reflect the heart of God for people. Not only have our communities, he says, been underserved with this misplaced emphasis on the inside, but those practicing this churchianity They report anemic spiritual lives for all of their institutional and religious involvement. And then he says the result has been a church that passes by on the other side of the road. When we should be the ones, God is calling us next. As a church, as a community of people, we here at Braxton United Methodist Church, one of our values is determined service. And we define that as showing God's love by meeting the needs of the whole person. We believe that. And I know that we want to live that out. We desire to live that out. And yet, at the same time, it is so easy for us to get stuck inside. Focusing on the needs of those who are here with programs and potlucks right? Because we're good Methodists. And all of those types of things. And these things are important, don't get me wrong. I like potlucks. I like a good casserole. But they're not everything. I once heard Bishop Dan Schwerin. He described discipleship very simply. He described it as breathing. Inhaling the Spirit of God taking in what we need, caring for ourselves spiritually, and then exhaling, going and doing, showing the love of God to others, caring for the least, the lost, those who are in need. Just like you can't live just by inhaling, right? Because if you did, you would, you would suffocate, I guess. That'd be the closest. I'm looking at the nurse over here. Yes, she nods. All right. If you only take care of yourself, your own spiritual needs, then you can't fully understand what it means to be loved by God and to love God as God loves. We need that inhale and the exhale, the in and the out, the filling ourselves up with all of that love of God and then showing the love to others. We can't have one without the other. In the scripture that Mitchell read for us, Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan. And he tells, Jesus tells this parable as an answer to the question raised by religious, a religious expert. In the scripture it says, an expert of the law asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus asked them, well, what was, what's written in the law, the Jewish law? How do you read it? And the man answers, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and all of your mind, with everything. And then love your neighbor as yourself. 
Jesus says, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. This is the inhaling and the exhaling of discipleship. Love God, inhale. Love others, exhale. Do this and you will live, Jesus said. But then the story doesn't end there because loving others, it seems like an overwhelming and an arduous task. And as people, we tend to try to do anything we can to get out of that really hard work, especially loving those people that we just, we just don't want to, right? And so the man asks, well, who exactly is my neighbor? And in reply, Jesus tells this story of the Good Samaritan. When two religious people, to summarize, two religious people see someone hurting and in need, and instead of helping, they go to the other side of the road. Ignoring the man's plight, letting him just go by, focusing on their own needs, their own life, their own selves. But then the Samaritan, he stops and he helps. He gets off his donkey. He goes over to this robbed and beat up person. And then he gives his own seat on the donkey to this man, letting him ride on the donkey to an inn where he can recuperate, giving the innkeeper the means necessary to care for this man until he can come back. The Samaritan man acted like a neighbor, doing what Jesus said would bring us life. Not the priest or the Levite, those religious people in the story, but the Samaritan. Now, to really understand this, we need to know that Samaritans were considered outsiders by Jewish people. Ethnically inferior because they were the offspring of marriages between Jewish people and other people groups. They weren't fully Jewish, so the assumption was that God couldn't work through them. They weren't good enough for that. But in this story, the Samaritan is the hero. He's showing that anyone can show the love of God. And that's what makes us Christians, followers of Jesus, bearers of the love of God, is not how many religious church activities we go to. Yes, I want you to come to Bible study. I want you to come do the things around the church. They're fun to do together, and they're important. But what really makes us Christian is going out and showing the love of God in our everyday lives. Now, um, each week we are going to have a video of people in our church community who are doing that. They're getting off their donkey and showing love. And I want to show our first video now. Hi, we are the Ovals. My name is Matt. And I'm Kathy. We're here to let you know that we've been members here, gosh, 31 years at Brexley United Methodist Church. We were married right here in this sanctuary in 19, the summer of 1992. And by that fall, we were immersed in the uh, chancel choir. Uh, we became members of the, the fellowship players. We did musicals in the church. And we also became involved with the youth group at that time. And through those interactions, we got to know so many people that eventually we joined Bell Choir and many other activities. 
we look forward and, and just trying to figure out how, um, you know, why and how did we get involved the way we did? And I think one of the initial response or one of our initial thoughts were we just wanted to get to know people. We wanted to get to meet people who were like-minded, people who had the same, you know, just drive to help others as we did. And getting involved in all of these activities, it just felt right. Um, but we also thought about how and why did we think these things? You know, who influenced us? We weren't really big churchgoers. We weren't, you know, growing up, we both came from large families. So, so I went to my, my aunts. And because, first of all, I know that I, I had wonderful influences growing up. I had my parents, aunts and uncles who were always helping family members and other people. And so I went to them and I, and I said, what was your influence? Why did you become such great servants in this world? And I was expecting some amazing response, but my one aunt just looked at me and just said, Matt, we saw a need. We figured we could do it. So we did it. We said yes. And that was it. That's how easy it was. And I was shocked because I thought it was something much more complex than that. You know, just growing up Methodist and in the church my, my whole life and helping others, I go back to John Wesley's mantra and his famous quote. I'm a quote person. I think quotes motivate people. And I think this one is one to live by. Do all the good you can with all the means you can in all the ways you can. With as many people as you can. And as long as you can. What it all boils down to is this. If you see a need. And you know you can help. Just, Just say, say yes. yes. We promise you won't regret it. Thank you, Abels. I love that you're sitting in separate places. Yes, yes, we can clap for them. We can clap for them. So <laughs> I feel like I need to have my mug that says, beware, pastor, you might be used in a sermon illustration mug that Jeff got me um, right now because I know the Obels and the reason that I asked them to do this video um, was because of all of the little ways that they live out getting off your donkey in their daily lives. But they don't like talking about themselves. So they didn't list any of those things. So I'm going to do it now. I'm going to list a few of them. And because a few that I know that are they were volunteering to ring the Salvation Army bell. And Matt saw an elderly lady trying to put groceries into the back of her car. He ran out there, helped the lady put groceries in her car. Or helping somebody, I don't know, um, shovel their driveway. Or just going over and seeing a need and opening your eyes to that person that is next to you that is just in need in some way. It doesn't have to be big. It can be helping, letting somebody go in front of you in the grocery line. It can be talking to your kids or those people that you know at work about where did you see somebody do something good? And like Jenny said, that sharing that next thing, that next thing, and it builds and it builds and it builds. The getting off your donkey does not have to be curing cancer or curing world hunger, but it can be caring for somebody, opening their eyes to see the love of God, no matter where you are or what you're doing. And like they said at the end of their video, John Wesley, he's the founder of the Methodist movement, and that eventually became the United Methodist Church. 
John Wesley believed in personal as well as social holiness. Personal holiness is the breathing in, right? The loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. But Wesley said that that was incomplete, that there's no true holiness without social holiness. Social holiness, that breathing out, the loving our neighbors as ourselves. And they quoted one of John Wesley's most famous quotes at the end. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. Simply put, do good. And how do you practically do that? Well, like Matt said in the video, it's as simple as seeing a need and meeting it. If you listen to the news, if you scroll through social media, or you simply walk outside and encounter a human, you know just as I do that the world needs God's love. We need God love, God's love. Everyone needs God's love. It seems that the world has lost hope and that the world is this lost cause. But, as Reggie says in the book, there is hope. But it's not just going to materialize. We're going to have to be the hope. Jesus ends this parable with clear instruction. He says, go and do likewise. He didn't say, go and agree with my teaching, likewise, or go and debate your own course of action with all of your reasoning, likewise, or go and lament the way the world has gone into a cesspool of nothingness, likewise. He said, go and do, likewise. So I'll end with this question. This is a question we will be considering over the next few weeks. Are you ready to get off your donkey and go and do likewise? You won't regret it. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious God, you give us so many opportunities to go and do likewise. And yet it is hard. We have so many excuses. But we pray that we might set those excuses aside and focus on your spirit leading us, guiding us, empowering us to go and do likewise. That one next right thing for you. May we breathe in your spirit so that we might breathe out your love to this world. We pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as I said, the breathing out, I realize that we still have are living in the COVID times. And so that has a different connotation. We're not actually breathing on each other, right? Okay. <laughs> With that in mind, we're going to sing and we are going to prepare our hearts for prayer. Um, anyone online, if you would like to share a prayer with us, you can share that at prayer at brexumc.com, in the comments on Facebook, or with our text number. Let us stand in body or in spirit as we sing together.
couldn't earn it and I don't deserve it till you give yourself away oh the overwhelming never ending reckless love of God seated. I have a few prayers that have come through. Um, first, I want to pray for Philip Long, um, who is continuing to recover from a stroke. And Lauren asked for prayers for her friend Libby's grandma, who is struggling with ovarian cancer. And Austin asked for prayers. He says, this is little Austin that was down here. He says, I want to pray for love and everyone to feel it. Amen, Austin. And Renuka asked for prayers for her son, Rajul Jacob, who needs God's love as he struggles with anxiety and depression. And Taylor asked for her uh, prayers for her friend and grandfather, Marion, who has pneumonia as well as is going through um, chemo treatments for cancer. And Shelly asked for prayers for Larissa, who is on her mental health, uh, for her mental health and for help from her family. And then Braxton asked for prayers for Lamar Jackson's recovery. And Kim asked for prayers for Ava for diet concerns. And then I also want to share a thank you to uh, Bob to Shannon, uh, who in his will, he passed away. He's a longtime member of um, Brussels UMC, and he passed away this summer. And in his will, he left a gift, a significant gift to our church. And it was one of those kind of God things that it was right at the end of the year when we needed those funds. And um, so we want to thank Bob and for thinking of us. And so, I mean, I don't know, it was back in the 80s, I think, that he did that. And for God knowing that they would be well used right now. It's such a wonderful thing how God works in those ways. With that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. God of love, we pray that you might give us a deep love for you so that we can see the world as you see it, feel the compassion you feel, and be a people whose lives mediate your love to others. Grant us the insight that we need to see the needs in others and then the wisdom to know what to do as well as the will to do it. And so, we pray for all of those who in many and various ways have been stripped and beaten and left for dead. We pray for those who we might cross the road to avoid, who have been excluded socially because of their race or their financial status or their history. God, may the dignity that is theirs through you be restored to them. 
And oh God, open our eyes that we might not cross the road from human need. Give us a deep love for you that we might seek your love at work in this world and that we might go and do likewise. We pray these things in Christ's name and we pray together the words that Jesus taught us to pray so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our action steps that we share at the end of worship each week There are ways that you can go and you can do likewise. You can get off your donkey and help someone. And so a few of those for the inhale part is you can grab one of these get off your donkey books that are out in the area. You can go and um, get one on Amazon. Um, They unfortunately do not have a Kindle. I'm sorry. But you can get one of these and you can read this along with us as we go through this series Um, through January and part of February, where Jenny is going to be leading a small group study at 9.30 in the chapel, and that will be on Zoom as well. And so you can dig into the book a little deeper. And then we also have our podcast class that's focusing on a podcast connected to a way that you can live this book out. So you have many ways to do that. And then some ways that you can help others and exhale that that in going and doing, one is a, a way that you can help our church staff and even our church community is going and helping us undecorate for Christmas. You know, it's that time where Christmas has happened, we had all the beauty and the fun, and now we got to take everything down and put it away for next year. And so if you have a spare few minutes and you want some pizza and some veggies, head downstairs and grab a slice and some cucumbers or something, and then you can help us take down the reeds and many hands make light work. And then most of the time, our action steps are really about helping those outside our walls because that's really the good work of the church. And so next weekend, we have lots of, or two weekends from now, we have lots of opportunities to do that. On Saturday, we have the bike fix it. That's at nine in the morning until about noon. No skill is necessary to do this. You come, and you have willing hearts and hands, and then Jenny will put you to work. And then on the 22nd, we have a get-to-know-you kind of luncheon for the mission and outreach, and you can come after this 1030, and you can have soup and get to know us and kind of dig into what we're doing. And then we have the Pearl Road that afternoon, evening. You can help prepare a meal for those in need and serve it to them at Pearl Road UMC. And so that's just a few of the ways that you can live into this series to get off your donkey and go and do something for Jesus. And so with that, let us receive our benediction so we might go and do God's good work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.
Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful week.
team. Accidental jazz. <laughs> I'm really good at accidental jazz. <laughs> <laughs> 